At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I speak with Anas Charur, an Indian photographer living in Dubai. He works as an advertising and commercial photographer and takes really beautiful photographs of people, food, and more. We talk about his business in Dubai, how to find clients, and much more. Please enjoy. We have an amazing community at photographycourse.net where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, join photography contests, and much more. In our community, you'll also find a 52-week project that will provide you with weekly educational videos and challenges to help you improve your skills on a regular basis. This is an amazing opportunity for you to not only enhance your skills, but also grow your network and have a wholesome experience as a photographer. We're so inspired by the amazing photographs that our members post every day. When you join our community, you'll be able to make new friends and share your progress with a passionate group of people. None of this would be possible without our members' support, so we're very grateful. In order to keep things running, we're offering exclusive membership plans that will give you access to every part of our community and our premium courses. Use the discount code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD to get 50% off your first year as a member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join and use the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD without any spaces to claim your discount. Welcome to Great Big Photography World Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, Taya. So happy to be here. My name is Anas. I'm a photographer from Dubai. I've been in Dubai for the last 11 years. Been doing food um, and portraits, lifestyle work. Now I'm specializing in advertising. I'm doing more of advertising work these days, yeah. Very exciting. I think we have a lot of interesting things to talk about, but I'd like to start with Dubai. What was the inspiration behind starting a business in Dubai and what has your general experience been like working in that country? 
Uh, Dubai is so much fun. I mean, like it's uh, it's a great city. I mean, honestly, like there's a lot of creative creative works going on. A lot of good agencies and like you know, work is always there. But then you need to meet the right people. Dubai is a great city to be in. And then yeah, I mean, I've I've been here like say ten years. I came here and then fell in love and never been back. I mean, I do still go back to India sometime. Like when I feel like I go with my friends and shoot sometime. Like say there is. Uh, um, one of my friends shooting and you need a second photographer or like things like that. I do still go out to Mumbai or like Bangalore in India and shoot and then come back as well. But then I'm based here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think Dubai is a great city for starting a business. I've never been there, but from what I've heard, there's just a lot of opportunities there for different people, but especially for photographers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of new guys comes in. All of All of us are doing well. I mean, most of them with the uh, the knowledge of business or like as a, as a, I mean, if you come creatively, you know, it's like a photography is a business. If you treat business, photography as a business as well, like if you know a little of the business, then it's the easiest to do. There's a lot of work. I mean, now the Saudi market is also close by. So like recently I'm getting a lot of uh, briefs to the Saudi market, which is quite big and they're producing it over here. So which helps as well. When you are in Dubai, you get a, another huge amount of work coming from Saudi as well nowadays. That's very interesting. And what's the hardest part about having a photography business in Dubai specifically? I think hardest part in anywhere in the world is reaching to the right people, right? Like, you know, if you want to work for some brands or like some agencies, it's always tricky. Like to, there's always a running photographer with a more like set of photographers, break into them or show them your portfolio. I mean, we don't have a culture of like, you know, like that, portfolio review happens or like you know that kind of things are not here like so it's the only way to meet these people are like common events so you can literally go to these events and meet them but that time you cannot show them the portfolio so like take their email address email them back sometimes they do check then send them a text and then try to get an appointment and go meet them and show them your work i mean that is like anywhere in the world but here like i mean i've seen us and all like there is a lot of platforms where the new guys can come and show the work to the producers and we don't have a producers culture as well i mean the no one reps are very lesser representatives are not much here so you need to struggle yourself to get into where you want to does that make sense yeah it makes sense and that's so interesting so physical networking is super important you have to meet people in person but you can't show them your portfolio first you have to wait so patience is a big part of the process i'm guessing Oh yeah, big time. Like yeah, it's to honestly like to few few producers to get there and show them my work. I think it takes one or two years. I mean, you email them sometimes they reply, but then then they're like, okay, you can come on this job. But then again, to be on the radar, like to to know, no, you don't, you never know when they're getting or when they're looking for a photographer, right? So to be yeah, I think the patience is a key. Yeah. Definitely. And what were those first two years like while you were networking and building your list of clients? Was there anything else you did to take care of yeah. bills as a photographer? Uh, yeah, I started as a graphic designer. So I came into Dubai as a designer. I, I do have a graphic designing background. So when I came here, I was like two years I was doing graphic designing. Same time I was meeting photographers and I, I mean, there was inside me want to be a photographer. I mean, I was trying. Then I like left my photography job and started doing freelance. That time more of events and like, you know, whatever bills to pay kind of work. 
I mean, to with a camera. I mean, I decided to go with the camera. Then I picked the camera and started shooting events. And then, um, then I got my first break from Discovery. There is a channel, uh, a TV channel called Fatafit. It's an Arabic channel owned by Discovery. So they've been looking for a food photographer. So I went for an interview, and then the creative director really liked my work, and he said like you can come and do like you know monthly basis of work. That is my big break in Dubai, like you know because it's by owned by Discovery as well. So. the kind of work was happening was very good uh, so that built my portfolio and confidence um, yeah i think that was a good break in dubai yeah i mean as in as a photographer as well like when my food portfolio was not that great that time so but the creative director like when i did a test shoot for him he is like yeah yeah you can definitely shoot for me and these steps are good so i'm like okay if you say so like because he's been doing that for quite long so i'm like okay and then it's been i'm still shoot for them on and off But yeah, that was my first break in Dubai. Wow, that's so exciting! And that was your first big client as a photographer. That was my first big client. So it's like I used to like sometimes like they do have a day photographer. Their production goes on for full day. So when I'll, um, I told him like I'm fine to shoot in the nights as well. So times I sometimes schedule start at the ten, ten to morning till three or four. So I did that as well for like. I got like six months, but then it was a good experience. I I learned photography, and then there was like first time in my life there's a creative director directing you a mood board and kind of stuff. So it was very very interesting. Yeah, it's very helpful to work with someone who has so much experience. You know, a creative director who can direct you during the shoots and give you that necessary experience that can help you in the future. That creative director did he give you any advice that is still helpful to you now? Oh yeah, definitely. Like you know, like when they come out with kind of like you know the reference mood board, and then I mean, okay, you you okay as a photographer? Then you when you see these kind of mood boards, you I mean, as in the beginning, you cannot. I mean, now you break down. Like after ten years, I can break down when you someone give me a mood board. I can break down that image lighting wise or like you know the components are the that time it was so tough. But then the creative director was the like to even help me like okay, unless we need it. backlight coming in or like you know so that kind of stuff so he helped me a lot like creatively lighting even he helped me lot in my lighting as well in the initial stages lot of it yeah it helps a lot like when there is a creative direct and he used to style the food as well that time yeah it helps so much to have a mentor especially as a beginner and we talk about this a lot on the podcast with different people but it just it's so important it can really make a big difference in your work if you have someone with more experience Who is willing to oh, help? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even even these days, like when I do a bigger shoot, like you know, I always send him a work and ask him like, what do you think? Give me your honest opinion, or like you know, what do you think? I mean, I I still go back to him and ask like you know, am I doing good? What do you think about this? I mean, I still I'm a close friend now, but then and yeah, I still respect his work and like yeah, it's mentor is very very important. I take him as a mentor as well. I mean, very very true. That's great, and it's so nice that even with all this experience that you have, you still have a mentor that you come to, because some photographers I think can sometimes feel like they've reached a good point where they're very, where they're professional enough, they have enough experience, and so they don't ask for feedback anymore. But I think it's really crucial, no matter what stage in your journey you're at, to ask for constructive criticism. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise there's no space to grow, right? I mean, like you need to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I still. I'm consider myself as a beginner. As I'm still thinking, I'm just starting it out. So yeah, I yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's a good mindset to have. You've been doing this for around eleven years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so even after shooting for 11 years, you consider yourself a beginner. That's really humbling, but also really, it's a nice mindset to have because then you say, I'm still a beginner. I still have a lot to learn. And I think it takes the ego out of things, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. When you see such great work like done by previous photographers or like someone who's doing currently, but then, I mean, I'm not comparing myself then. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got a lot too. Like, you know, if you, if you want to be something that's really good at it, like when I see my, some master's work or like, you know, some the some of the photographer's work I see, I'm like, okay, my work is no, I need to push me or not push. Like, you know, you need to grow yourself, you know. I mean, like that's, that, that's a mindset, you know. I need to, I need to learn and be the, and the same time happy as well, not to burn off. Yeah. 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 It's a, a balance that you need to find in your life balance between finding motivation and pushing yourself and also taking time to be happy with where you're at at the moment yeah definitely yeah. balance that many photographers struggle with but i think there's definitely a solution to it and if you're mindful of both sides of the coin then it'll be easier to juggle everything you said earlier that you worked in graphic design do you have any special tips for photographers who don't have a background in graphic design maybe some tip that could help them uh, graphic designing help in a way like you know you know where like you can ask questions like where it's going to be used like when a client comes when an agency brief comes you know like they will have all that right where the logo comes in where the text goes in and it's for social media all that thing but then when there is a like an, a client standalone client comes to you and straight away give you a brief then you know like they they don't sometimes there will be a stylist and they keep filling the filling the image like you know there's no negative space and stuff like that so you know like okay as a graphic design it's always help we know that there's gonna be a logo so you need space over the or like keep it uh, don't fill the frame or like let's keep that space empty so it's good i mean it's okay to be or like this is what it's gonna use so like when you put in a magazine cover this i mean it's always helps and the color wise as well the colors always helps like you know what kind of colors goes in especially with some like i do a lot of jewelry uh, so sometimes like the clients comes and say like i just put them against this kind of a busy background and all so then your that uh, graphic designing always helps to, to, to keep it simple and clean you know and then then when you keep it all simple and clean you get that like whatever your ornaments or cloths stand out so that always helps i mean it's it's always helped um to to someone I think graphic designing is always it's a, it's like you know colors and shapes yeah it's 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 a good thing as well to be in your like to know that like I don't know it will helpfully to a photographer they help me like as I said like these kind of situations I try to keep my images very minimum so that is I think that comes from comes from my uh, graphic designing background yeah minimalism can really help in commercial photography which is something that you do quite often and it can help bring the attention to the main subject because if there's a lot going on in a picture then it can be very distracting for the viewer so you're right and yeah i think some photographers especially those interested in creating more interesting colors in their images and designs then those people should definitely maybe study graphic design in their free time or take an online course those things could really help i think yeah do do help a lot yeah especially to make it like you know to understand like that kind of simple image, but at the same time, how strong the images are when it's simple, like to cut down the, like, you know, come to very, very minimum stuff. 
I mean, that's that's an art itself, right? I mean, I've seen Albert Watson work and all like, you know, his images are so less, some of them. But then at the same time, the the, the main subject, it's so good. So, I mean, this is, they stand out so well. And it's say the wow, but at the same time, it's so simple. Yes, I also sometimes come across images that are minimalistic, so to speak. But they yeah. tell such a deep story and makes me wonder what they do. I have to really analyze the photograph, which is inspiring. And you learn a lot in the process. So, yeah, you don't always need to make really busy photographs in order to create something that tells a story. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah true, true. Our online photography community is a place where you can grow your skills and learn something new every single day. If you want to join conversations like this one and connect with like-minded photographers from across the world, you're in the perfect place. We have a special discount code for our podcast listeners. We're offering 50% off your first year as an extraordinary or limitless member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code greatbigphotographyworld. On your website, you say that most of your photography inspiration comes from cinema. How can an understanding of cinematography improve a photographer's work? Even same thing, like, you know, I love the uh, cinematography, like cinematic images, like uh, my favorite photographer or like my favorite DOP cinematographer, like uh, Roger. So his work used to be like, you know, I mean, the thing really excites, I mean, the, the thing really I was interested in is like when I see his behind the scenes, like a simple image, like, you know, a window light coming into his face. But then he lighted in a way, there'll be three, four, five lights. And then when you look into his final output, there'll be nothing. Like, you know, so subtle. I mean, so, I mean, it's lit completely. But then when you look into the image and it's it looks like a, like an, a very natural, normal image. So that excited me from day one. Like when I see this Roger Deakins behind the scenes images, I'm like, he'll, I mean, he do that kind of magical images with artificial lights and it looks so natural and simple. I know you may like, you know, but I mean like uh, when they keep like three, four big HMI and all that, and then you you see the final output or like you see that frame in when you watch a movie, it's like, well, I've seen this behind the scene, but then look at the final out, it's so simple, it's so connected, it's, it's so organic or natural. So I'm like, okay, wow. And the same time it's cinematic as well. And, the, and then cinema teach you the frames as well, the composition, like uh, some of the, Older cinemas have like beautiful. Uh, in my region, like I've when I saw Lawrence of Arabia first time, I mean uh, it's like it's full of desert, but the frames and like you know each frame is an art. Like each frame is a picture. It's beautiful. So like I think cinema can teach you. I mean it's it's still teach. For me, I think good photography, good cinematography is still like I go back and watch all the old classical lot still. Yeah they're like very inspiring very inspiring indeed and it's an excuse to watch your favorite movies and while you're watching them you get inspired hopefully and learn something new right oh yeah absolutely and then 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 some of the frames and natural light they use and the, the way you never imagine right like you you frame in a way like you know yeah it's very beautiful to watch yeah it's amazing that we don't always just need to watch, let's say, photography documentaries or photography films, although those are very helpful and educational, of course. But you can also watch movies that the average person watches, people who aren't photographers, I mean. And you can also learn a lot from that because of lighting, as you just mentioned, placement of lighting. And if you watch behind the scenes videos, that can help immensely as well. I've actually never watched a behind the scenes cinematography video 
for the sake of learning something about lighting. So thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely going to do that from now on. It's very interesting to see how they create that images. And then when you see the output, it's like, you say, wow, like, you know, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm also amazed sometimes by the way people use light and I'm sure the listeners can relate as well. We all have that one cinematographer photographer whose work is just never ceases to amaze us. And speaking of movies, are there any films photography related or not that you would recommend that could help photographers improve their approach to lighting and composition? I don't have anything like I don't watch anything that photography related. I watch all these like Lawrence Arabia is a great example. Like, you know, I mean, I do have Gandhi. That's it's like I mean, even the old ones, like, you know, like the black and white ones, like Casablanca and all like Taxi Driver. I mean, all that old movies, I mean, the the, the frames and the, I mean, the lighting, like, you know, I mean, I think uh, nowadays it's more of not a commercial movie. I'm talking about the classic people call as classics. Take any Hollywood classic movies and watch like you learn a lot from them, especially lighting frames and yeah. How you do like you know the 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 way they frame the darkness and I mean it's it's beautiful to learn. Just watch one movie, it's learn a lot. I mean you end up learning or like you end up saying yeah, it's it's beautiful to watch these movies. Yeah. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did, and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. And speaking of lighting, I noticed that the lighting in your portrait photographs have clear but moody feeling to them. Very cinematic, basically. And I can sense that influence from cinematography in your work, which is amazing. How do you achieve this lighting effect in your portraits? Yeah, that I think comes very natural to me. But the, yeah, I do have that. I think how you shoot it is like, you know, I always go with my, I fix my background first. I'll, I'll see what is my background frame is. Then I place my subject in it. So it's like, I know what exactly my, background frame is then i place where i can place my subject then i light my subject so it's like that helps me a lot to achieve that like you know so when you know your background frame then it's easy to place it and light it in a cinematic way does that make sense yes it makes sense and i like that you start with the background because i think that i would work differently in that scenario and maybe starting with the background is a better approach because then you can be conscious of the, the surroundings of your subject, as you said. And yeah, it's a, it's an interesting approach. Are there any special lights that you use? And what is your camera equipment in general, by the way? Uh, I'm using Canon now, 1DX Mark II. And then I use uh, Profotos for my lighting. Profoto. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about Profoto. I'm, I'm trying. I mean, recently I used uh, GFX100 from Fujifilm. I mean, they, 
they gift me for a shoot like a for a um, commercial shoot um, it's a beautiful camera may switch into a medium format gfx 100 soon I mean, I'm thinking. I mean, it, it the output was so good. Skin tone were so beautiful. I mean, I always look for the skin tone. So for me, I think GFX was. I'm I'm very happy with Canon 1DX, but then the the final out from the GFX 100 was very good. Fujifilm. Yeah, you have to pay a lot of attention to detail as a, an advertising and commercial photographer, right? As you said, skin tone and then details, how sharp something can yeah. be, because these. images that you create end up on billboards potentially right they are a printed very huge prints maybe and so yeah. you have to pay a lot of attention to quality and so that's really important and in advertising photography the techniques that you use are probably different to what you would use in a different genre do you have any tips for people working in advertising photography ways to improve their photographs Yeah, the good thing about advertising photography, you get a lot more time than an editorial shoot, right? Like say, you shooting an editorial page, like ten page or eight eight page for a magazine. So you do have very minimum that eight hours slot, right? But then here we are creating like maximum of six to eight images in that eight hours. So you really get a lot of time with advertising photography. Where like you can light and then then you can. I mean, you can you. um you get a lot of time so that always help in advertising photography you you create that and then there's a team around you then we improve on lighting and then the posing and then where we want to go so it's a thing advertising photography as like i think in advertising photography the hardest thing is to get the job once you get the job i think executing is not that tough in my in my opinion yeah definitely makes sense that you would have more time Or during an advertising shoot, I think that's great and gives you more time to slow down and really focus on every photograph and make every shot count. And when you rush, yeah, it's it's stressful. I'm sure a lot of the listeners can agree. Rushing when taking photos is definitely not easy. <laughs> and Absolutely. so slowing down is a great alternative, and it's great that you have that. And you said that finding the client is the hardest part. So speaking of finding clients, what tips would you give to people who are starting out and want to? reach out to clients and get good results in in general or in advertising in advertising see advertising is a totally different way of marketing so as like you know like a brand coming and like okay as you as a photographer you need to brand to like you cannot go with an ad, like a facebook ad or like youtube ad or like instagram ad and then you get an advertising work no you need to go to the right people who produce it or like go to the right agency and or write creative director and be in front of them show your work i think a uh, simple word is like focus on where you want to and then market your stuff to them like say like you find the 100 people in your city or like 50 and then uh, try to reach them than like you know going all around because advertising marketing is more focused there's few people do it so you need to be you need to go to them and sell you or like you know show them your work and then i think that's the difference of the i mean the normal photography like in you can advertise anywhere or like and you can reach out in a mass but then with advertising it don't work you need to really go to that person or like that brand where you want to work and then like yeah market to them like as like i mean create your 50 or 100 ones you want to work with get their email address make their company names and then start 
I mean, as soon as possible, like when you start your career and then you want to go to advertising, the, the, the advice is like start selling, start sending your work to them as soon as possible. I try to reach as many as time as possible. I reached out to them, like some of the, the, the creative directors I want to work. I try to reach out to them every two months, once, like say six times in a year. So yeah, that's one way of doing it. Yeah, I get it. So persistence is also important. Just because somebody doesn't reply to you immediately doesn't mean you can't reach out to them in a couple of months. Especially in advertising, because it's like very few people do it. Very few people do it. So you need to, you know who is doing it in your city. That these days there's Instagram, there's LinkedIn. So you know he's or she is doing it. So but then your job is to find and be in front of them. Yeah. You mentioned earlier in the conversation that you worked with a company that is owned by Discovery. And since then, who has been your biggest client? Uh, here, there is a newspaper and they run like a magazines, like uh, there's Gulf News here. Uh, they've been one of my biggest clients as well. And I do have like, yeah, biggest in, in the sense like I do, Discovery being biggest. And then I worked with BBC Good Food like say two, two and a half years. Still on and off, I shoot for them. So again, uh, BBC Good Food uh, photography from this region, I shoot for them. I, I mean, I was the one shooting for like two, two and a half years. Then I take a break and then I on and off. I mean, I, I don't shoot often, but I do like yearly three or four. So BBC Good Food is one of my biggest. I worked one campaign like uh, as for IWC as well once. Very exciting. I'm sure those experiences were fun for you and very motivating as well. It's I think it's nice to receive offers from companies, but especially if it's a big company, then I'm sure that's very uplifting and can be a yeah. great boost of confidence. Absolutely, yeah. So you have a lot of experience as a food photographer. What food photography tips would you give to people? Um, lighting is most of the time it's very simple. Uh, like I keep very natural light. And then uh, I do with, um, work with natural light as well sometimes. I mean, if there is a continuous, like the natural light, you cannot keep up with the same style for a day. Like say there is like 30 dishes to shoot. So you cannot definitely. So I do use my artificial light as well. And then styling is a very important thing in uh, food photography. And background, again, background is a big thing. If you don't have a good background, like a proper clean background, then the food, how good your food is, it's not gonna look it's gonna look messy so if you if you sort out your background it's i think again as i said with my portraits i start from my background so when i construct from my background it's always easier so i know like what is in the background so when you keep something in in the front uh, in the foreground it's always looks good and then yeah that is the way i approach my food photography it's good to be aware of backgrounds in any photography genre as you said because as photographers, sometimes we focus completely on the subject and it's so easy to forget about everything that's around the subject because you just want to take a clear and sharp photo of the subject. And so it's very helpful to be conscious of backgrounds and to make sure that everything is working in harmony together in the main image. And I think that's where your background as a graphic designer, as you said earlier, comes in handy because you are compelled to be conscious of all these different elements and make sure that they work together really well. When it comes to commercial photography, images have to be pretty much perfect and retouched really well. Do you retouch your own images or do you work with another company to do that? Yeah, I do have few retouches when it comes to commercial work. I, I can retouch myself as well, but then if it's an advertising, I don't. I mean, I trust my retouches. I do have a friend who retouches for me most of the time. He sits in India, so yeah. 
I don't retouch my work. If if it's an advertising work, I don't. Yeah, I think that's a completely different skill, and it takes as much time as actually taking the photographs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know, like you 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 stay in the middle of it, like say like there will be a retouching producer in any of the agencies, right? They send you feedback, so you'll be in the loop. So. But then, you know, like you're done, like as a photographer, okay, we start before, like, you know, the briefing and then, you know, what you, and then you execute and then you don't want that pain of like, you know, changing the color or like, you know, taking it off or like, I mean, changing the background. You don't want to be in that part. And I think that's not me. So I rather, I, I always use a good retoucher when it comes to commercial work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delegating tasks is super important because if there's something that you're not a big fan of doing, or if you just don't have the time for it, someone else can do an even better job. And yeah, if you have the budget for it, then it's definitely amazing and a great opportunity for you as well, because then you can shoot more. You don't need to retouch. Yeah, yeah true, true. Yeah. In your portrait photographs, um, as you mentioned, uh, during your advertising shoots, you work with the team. You have to work with models, of course. So how do you guide your models or is there anyone else that helps you with that during your shoots? See, most of the time what I do is like I'm, I, I'm, I'm myself, I'm very calm guy. Like uh, I don't. I don't get so like, you know, carried away or like, you know, hyper. So it's like, I try to shoot slow. I mean, I, I mean, as like my energy is very calm in the set. So what I do is like, I calm everyone down. Like, you know, as like, you know, as the captain of the ship, I try to be calmer or like I act like I'm calm. So when, uh, then things around you will calm down as well. You know, like you, you, you're talking to your assistants so nicely and they, they're not rushing at things and they're also doing stuff slowly. So no, they, the model also know that, okay, it's not a, it's not a hurry or it's not, nothing is, I mean, it's, it's not, an, uh, you know, things get easier then. Like, you know, they also calm down. They also know like, okay, it's not like, it's not something, someone going to shoot you down. It's like, it's going to be slow. So calm down, be the settle down where you want to be this is what he wants or she wants i mean that's i think my approach is that most of the time i calm down i mean i'm calmer so i otherwise i act to be calm and then i like i make my assistants comfortable and then model comfortable and if like some models come like some models are very 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 pro so you really don't need to guide them you literally tell them like okay this is what i want this is what i look for they will give you that if there is a new new one and then I think the good advice is like, if you're not getting and you know that, okay, the model is not giving to you, then the thing is like, don't tell them on the face, try to give them advice and gradually progress. So they get their confident. Uh, like it's not sometimes their mistake, you know, sometimes it's like, it can be like, you know, yeah, all of that. Like there, there as well, some new, new models, they, they don't know what exactly how to do it or like they don't know how to, yeah, sometimes the makeup makeup do a lot of stuff. Hair is not right, or the cloth is completely not matching with whatever is going on. So I think the the thing is like calm down and shoot. Like you know, go easy, take your time, give time to others as well, and make the entire set calmer. Like you know, very easy and uh, the yeah, just calm stuff down. Yeah, that's good for your reputation, I think, because if everybody around you has a good time shooting with you, and if they feel calm around you, then more people will want to work with you because they'll know that you are a calm photographer. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, always. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, that's what like my happy thing as well. When I come out of the set, like, you know, some images may be not so good. But then like as like your experience of being with that people, 
are so good you know you you take away like you know that good vibe and you met so people have been so nice to each other and you know then you feel like oh that image is so close to you because like you had a great day so yeah that's true yeah as a photographer you need to have a great experience taking the pictures even if it's a job hopefully as photographers in general you have a good experience and you have good memories from that shoot so the better the energy on set then the better the photographs and the better the memories that you have of those pictures yeah it's, it's overall it should be a good experience i have one more question for you and that is what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world well that's a big one yeah see it's again that comes to here like you know i don't know you've seen like uh, joel's work his work is i mean the the thing what i want to achieve in the big world is like something that you know like personal work like you are more in control and you create some see like as i said like sometime like you you put your images in social media everyone says wow and you know like but then your experience of shooting that or like creating that image was not great but for me i rather go with something like you know this is what i actually look for my future like something that i am very happy with or like i want to work with the people that i am very comfortable with and create something that you happy creating and then i again like some personal projects like i want to create some great images like art direction by myself or like create a good like board and then shoot that thing create something that for you Uh, for for myself that i am very happy with and then something that i can look back and like or like something that i'm and it's as simple as that i think photography work will keep coming and each week there will be some uh, new project or a like, new brief that's something that like you know for me it's i think nowadays it's more important to make myself happier i try to always like you know when there is a uh, uh, there is a there is a work comes and i know this producer is approaching me i know it's very fun to work with him or her so her so i always go with that work than the other work so it's like i think i i am looking for something that makes me happy creatively as well like i want to create something like you know not like work for any bigger brands i want to create something that's like so close to me that i will be happy end of my career like you know i will be happy looking at these images it's that images and I mean, if I feel like you know calm and happiness in that images, I think that's what I look for these days. Yeah, I mean, at least I'm building towards that. I'm, 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 I'm going towards that. Like you know, the guys I approach, the creative directors or the agencies. I mean, like when I can really, I mean, put my inputs as well and then have a good experience and then, and then great images. Yeah, that is what I'm looking for. That's a really nice goal. I like what you said about. pleasing other people on social media versus taking photographs that genuinely give you joy. I think of course it's possible to take photographs that do really well on social media, but the priority should be or doesn't maybe not should be, but it would be nice if the priority was taking photographs that genuinely make you happy if it's possible in your circumstances. So to have a goal like that is very nice and very inspiring. and i am sure that you'll be able to achieve it and to work with many amazing brands that make you happy and that help you take great photographs and i want to thank you for taking the time to speak with me today i learned a lot about advertising photography and i wish you the very best with your journey thank you so much it was a pleasure talking to you i hope you learned something new about advertising photography today i like what anas said about being a beginner even though he has so much experience he still considers himself a beginner 
And I think that's a very grounding way to approach photography because if you always consider yourself a beginner, then you'll be more likely to learn new things and to push yourself to leave your comfort zone. At least that's my opinion. If you have any questions for Ines, or if you just want to share your thoughts on these episodes with us, make sure to join our online photography community. There's a link to it in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Our photography community wouldn't be what it is without its amazing members. We're working on many exciting projects and have lots of great perks waiting to be discovered by you. For a small monthly fee, you'll receive all kinds of perks. If you join as an extraordinary member, you'll get an ad-free experience, access to every subforum, access to our 52-week project, the ability to connect with all of our members, and more. As a Limitless member, you'll get all of the perks that I just mentioned and access to all of our premium courses and Lightroom presets. This is the perfect opportunity for anybody who wants to elevate their skills without paying thousands of dollars for courses. We're sure that you'll love being a part of our community if you're a fan of this podcast. In addition to meeting new people, you'll learn something new about photography every day which will help you improve quickly. It's also much more fun to take photographs when you have a group of amazing photographers supporting you. Go to photographycourse.net to find out more and to get 50% off your first year as a member. We can't wait to see you in our community. And again, just as a reminder, go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD. We can't wait to see you there. There's a simple reason why photographycourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.